brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Well, here we are together again on the radio. A very good evening to you all, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, thanks for accommodating the later scheduling. Um, you know, we, we work very closely with producer Rebel and uh, W4CY, and uh, they had a conflict. They, did, they were doing some live um, event work and needed us to move an hour later and uh, I was happy to do that and to tell you the truth it kind of worked out okay for me too because for me personally and I hope it's okay for you all but uh, I was um, all day yesterday I was speaking for a Dave Ramsey entree entree leadership uh, conference in San Diego and um, and then this morning uh, I did some time on Dave Ramsey's radio show, and then as soon as that was done, we were broadcasting uh, out of the ballroom at the La Costa Resort near San Diego. Um, live audience there, about 600 passionate, enthusiastic entrepreneurs, and uh, that's really what the last few days were devoted to, and um, and of course, we were discussing uh, the the basics of business, and if people are interested, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, that as well, if you are interested. Uh, we were we were discussing uh, basically the fact that business is largely spiritual more than material. Now you might be selling very material things like bulldozers or boxes of matches or apricots, but uh, the entire process of transactions 
is very spiritual. And so I was teaching on the spiritual principles that uh, that govern these things and, uh, and also uh, pointing out that so much of what we uh, depend upon for producing revenue um, is uh, essentially spiritual, not physical. You know, physical would be if you were a, uh, a photographic model and uh, and so what your stock in trade was your hair or your face or your figure or or anything like that or, or for that matter if uh, if you know if you were a manual laborer in which case you're basically selling your body strength but uh, anybody else who is in any form of business uh, you know depends on things like determination and grit resolve uh, resilience uh, integrity uh, communicative ability, and as you go through this list of some of the most important characteristics necessary for the successful business professional, you see one after the other, one after the other, uh, they are spiritual in nature. They're not tangible. None of these things can be measured in a lab. None of these things are things that a doctor, while you are in utero, could take amniotic fluid from your mother and say whether you're going to be somebody with grit and resolve and determination and integrity and communicative ability and loyalty. Uh, all of all of these things are, are non-physical. They're non-lab measurable. They're all spiritual. And so as a result of that, the spiritual technology is uh, a vital use. And of course, who better to provide that? <laughs> Another self-serving plug for your rabbi. Yes, exactly. And uh, that is exactly how it worked. That's what I was doing in San Diego. When we finished on the Dave Ramsey radio show today, uh, Mrs. Lappin and I uh, hopped in the car for uh, a nice little drive up Interstate 5 from San Diego to uh, uh, to Los Angeles, which is where I am now because I'm speaking for the United States. Military has a uh, an event uh, tomorrow in Los Angeles, I'm speaking for a, a group of uh, Army and uh, and also I believe some Air Force officers as well, and um, and so we we came along to be here for that, and uh, a drive up California's Interstate Five. Did I say a a, a pleasant little jaunt? Well, uh, more like a parking lot is is really what I should have said. The only exception was. Um, Highway 73, which is a California toll road, uh, I think it's privately operated. I think it, if I'm not confusing it with another highway, and some of you may be more knowledgeable than I am on California, Southern California highways lately, but uh, I know they did do a, uh, a privately financed uh, toll road through Orange County, and that's I thought I was on that today. But at any rate, needless to say, that was great. Uh, wide, well-built road, well-maintained uh, toll, and virtually empty. It was great. But all that does is cut off about a 15-mile section of uh, of Interstate 5, I'm, I'm thinking. It felt like about 15 miles, and uh, and it was great. But the rest of it, i got to tell you, uh, I traffic is, is out of control in Southern California, as are so many other things. A badly, badly governed state for many, many years already, and uh, the um, chickens are coming home to roost, as the Reverend Jeremiah Wright uh, might have said. And um, I, I'm hoping you all got the email today. Uh, we have resumed 
uh, sending out the emails on on Thursday to just remind folks that we are going to be on on the air as uh, as we're meant to, and uh, and so hopefully you did get that, and and hopefully that uh, that helped remind you that we're functioning and on air as um, as we should be. So uh, if you did, you know that the topic I wanted to touch on was the question of. Um, um, why it is that men are marrying in fewer and fewer numbers. As a matter of fact, uh, numbers so low that in the history of the United States, they've never been lower. In other words, um, marriage, uh, is, is marriage in a crisis mode? You know, I think that's that's a little bit uh, of hyperbole and sensationalism. I wouldn't say that. But I would say that um, ordinarily, uh, across the board, statistically, if you are a woman looking and hopeful and eager to get married, as as I think every smart woman should, uh, it's it's tougher than normal. Now, the the reality is that within certain subgroups, it is not any tougher. So, for instance, uh, if you are an active and observant member of uh, the Church of the Latter Day Saints, and you're in a stake that uh, is active and well. Uh, the odds are that what I'm now saying simply isn't true within that subgroup of Latter-day Saint uh, adherents. If you are uh, a member of a large and vibrant evangelical church, probably not impacting you. If you are uh, a member of a conservative Roman Catholic parish, probably doesn't affect you. But since the rate at which men are marrying in these groups I'm referring to, including, by the way, Orthodox Judaism as well, uh, no shortage there of guys uh, getting married for the most part. But uh, if you are in one of these groups, all well and good. But since the figures for these limited groups uh, are uh, much better in, in, in the context of my conversation, as I'd say it, that means that in the rest of America, they're even worse they're even worse than uh, than than the overall general statistic would indicate, and so I thought we we should explore this a little bit together. Is what is it that is making men reluctant to marry? What is causing it? And uh, I've been looking at this for the last three or four weeks as I've been trying to analyze it and, and see what's going on, and. Um, and uh, and I thought, yes, I, I do have some insight into what is going on here. Another thing that I, I don't want to forget to discuss today is a question that cropped up on the Dave Ramsey radio show this morning. An audience member asked, uh, what do you do when somebody attacks you know you're a small business owner you're you're running your business you're an entrepreneur what do you do when people and it's often family or friends or people attack you for making a profit and uh, this is something that um, mrs lappin and i dealt with and i think this is in one of our books where a woman had started a business providing hats and also a very outstanding wigs for women chemotherapy patients who'd lost their hair. And so this was a woman who, uh, uh, who you know, she advertised, you had word of mouth, if patients 
who had female patients who'd lost their hair. Again, much more painful for a woman to lose her hair than for a man, simply because uh, us bald guys, uh, we're, we're, we're cool. I mean, bald is cool. And I'm just sorry for you guys with a full head of hair. And the only good news I have for you is get a razor. Just get rid of it. And that way you can join the ranks of the bold, the brave, and the brilliant. But for women, it's not so much fun. So this gal goes ahead and starts a business where she, uh, in a very compassionate way, she's sensitive to the circumstances. She provides either hats or wigs or a combination of both, and she does the styling. And basically, she makes it possible for uh, a woman undergoing chemotherapy to basically uh, conceal the, 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 the condition that she is suffering from, which is great. And then this woman uh, approached us because she was terribly upset. Uh, She had been deeply wounded by a number of even people she thought of as friends who attacked her for for making a profit. You know, she should be giving them away or she should be doing it as a non-profit service. But as a profit, how could you do this making a profit on these unfortunate people? And I thought, okay, this is uh, interesting, and this uh, this we should talk about as well. What is the answer to people who attack profit as plunder, profit as evil, profit as evidence of your moral malfeasance? And you know what? I, I'd like to give out the number. We haven't done phone calls on the show for a very long time, and I'm not sure if this is because uh, – you all like the using the chat room, but I got to tell you, it's much harder for me. And I know that you can tell when I'm looking at the chat room because my voice probably slows down to about 11 miles an hour uh, because I can't do two things at once, even though I often think I can. Truth is, you cannot. Nobody can. Multitasking uh, is ineffective, and I strongly recommend that people do not do it. By the way, on I-5 coming up today, um, on a couple of occasions, I nudged Mrs. Lappin and uh, suggested she take a look at the car next to us. Um, and it's terrifying. We're, we're doing 60 miles an hour uh, at, during sections of the journey. There were other times of the journey we were doing mile after mile after mile at 20 miles an hour. But in the cases I'm talking about, we're doing 60 miles an hour. And honest to goodness, I'm keeping up with the guy next to me. And his face is down looking at his lap as he's texting away. And um, it's terrifying. It's truly terrifying because um, the at 60 miles an hour, uh, you are covering a lot of distance every second. And if you're texting and uh, you're suddenly your attention is jerked back to the road, it's a good second before you're caught up. It's a good second before you've got your bearings and you're able to absorb. You know, people don't realize this, but uh, speed of processing varies in human beings. It varies very often between men and women of certain types of processing. And uh, one of the, the reasons that not everybody makes it into if people who go into the Air Force want to fly fighter jets. One of the reasons not everybody makes it is because. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. They need people who can assimilate and process um, vector data incredibly rapidly. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a rare attribute. Not everybody has it. So my assumption is I'm looking at these guys texting as they're doing 60 miles up Interstate 5. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is not a good situation. It really is not a good situation because if anything unexpected uh, happens, these guys are a good second behind the ball. And, uh, and that very often is the difference between a wreck and uh, a delivery. And so, uh, uh, so uh, do, reading the chat room and talking at the same time, it's doable, but it's probably not satisfying to anybody. If you're listening to me, then, you know, you can hear my attention is elsewhere. And if you're on the chat room, well, you can tell that I'm misspelling things because I'm just trying to type quickly and get something in there. So um, what I, I do, of course, is I do take breaks and we'll be doing one very shortly. I have no idea what music uh, producer Rebel is queuing up today, but we'll soon find out. And I know it's going to be fun. But um, uh, I will, of course, look at the chat room and respond during the break. I absolutely will. And, uh, you know, I catch it out of the corner of my eye. I'm seeing all the time, you know, I'm, I'm seeing Mark and Dog and Essie and I'm seeing that, uh, uh, that, that that for some people the chat room name machine <laughs> will not let you put your real name in. But, uh, but I haven't read all the messages, which I'm going to do in just a few moments. But, uh, but if you've got any thoughts on this question of so why are men uh, not marrying, right? Why is it that uh, men – the the age of the average age of marriage is skyrocketing and the actual number of men who never marry also very high uh, the number of people who are not marrying the number of people cohabiting all of these numbers are shockingly different from what they were a generation ago 30 years ago very different 60 years ago uh, unimaginably different after world war ii uh, people came back uh, people who'd fought the war came back and married and started families they did and things now very different. Why are men not marrying? And I think you will be surprised by some of the answers. But of course, I want to hear you as well. So uh, get a piece of paper out because I want to give you the phone number. I, I would actually love to to see if we can sort of resume doing uh, calls as well as chat room just because for some of these topics I would just as soon converse with you instead of just reading a one-liner in the chat room so um, phone number you ready it is area code 561 got it and it's easy to remember even isn't it because five is six minus one so five six one and then six two three nine four two nine six five six one six two three nine four two nine if uh, you would like to chime in on the subject of why 
men are not marrying. Now, um, I, I didn't have a chance to see who. I'm going to go back and look in a moment. To go, in a moment, but someone in the chat room said that uh, there's a shortage of young marriageable women in the churches today. Um, not my experience, I must tell you. I speak in a lot of churches, and uh, and I know there are a lot of different kinds of churches in America, just like there are a lot of different kinds of synagogues. And uh, and I will uh, definitely concede that there are many synagogues with tremendous young women shortages. Uh, but i got to tell you that a lot of the churches, by far and away the majority of the churches I've spoken at, shall we say, in the last six months, a lot of of attractive young women uh, and would seem to be marriageable young women. So I'm not exactly sure what what you meant, and I will go back and look carefully in uh, the chat room to see what it is that uh, you were alluding to. But uh, yes, I'm I'm quite sure there are churches that don't have, and I will tell you this, um, one of the general rules of successful organizations is there have to be young women around. And... uh, um, you, you know, just look at the history of, of organizations in America and you will see. I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't here at the time, but if you look at the pictures of the anti-war movement era, the whole anti-Vietnam war movement, for all, for all its wrong-headedness and for all the harm it did to the country and for all the pain it caused those loyal Americans who did go over and uh, – and fight in the stenching paddy fields of Southeast Asia. Uh, for for all all of that, I'm afraid I have to admit that the anti-war movement was successful. Uh, it it became a powerful force in American politics, and uh, it lived on, for better or for worse, mostly for worse. It lived on, but bottom line is, the anti-war movement had a lot of young women. A number of years ago, there was a movement that was began an organization to built on the backs of the homeless. You know how these things work. Some moron decided he was going to start a movement to help the homeless, which is a, uh, a real issue in and of itself because the numbers of the homeless are, are grossly inflated and the, uh, the, the cause factors are not often dealt with honestly in any way at all. But anyway, this idiot uh, decided he was going to start a movement um, for the homeless of America, and uh, and I took one look at the groups he got together, and I predicted on air this this is not long for this world. You know why? I didn't even go into the finances. I didn't go into the structure of the organization. I didn't have to. They didn't have any women, no women, and um, organizations fail if they simply don't have any women. It's it's a strange thing. But uh, you can absolutely count on it. it. It is a reliable phenomenon in the life of organizations. So um, what I'm going to do is give you the number one more time because I, uh, I would love to, to do a little bit of conversation on the show as well rather than me talking all the time. Um, and nobody has a, uh, a more favorable view of his own voice than me, you know that. But even I am forced to confess that in large doses, my voice also can become um, disturbing, annoying, and perhaps even obnoxious. The surest way to alleviate that is to make certain that it is not me talking all the time, but uh, some of you as well. So um, don't hesitate. Go ahead, and uh, and I'll, I'll let you know. If there are a lot of people on hold, I'll, I'll let you know. 
that way save you the trouble. But uh, right now we've got uh, open lines at 561-623-9429. The Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show. Uh, Quick break, my friends, and uh, producer Rebel, give me some music for a while. I'll be right back. Don't go away.
Well, wow. Um, I think I think that is the end of the piece. And uh, yeah, somebody to love. And it was a Queen song, of course. Um, okay, uh, I am going to run through the chat room quickly. Um, I see that uh, Deborah writes. Rudolph is the name chat room gave me. She's really Deborah. Uh, Dog writes, uh, did you used to hang around a dude named Barack? So Dog is obviously a biblically literate guy, a rarity in America today. Uh, Somebody who actually knows part of the Bible, dealing with uh, the prophetess Deborah and the military leader Barack. Um, And then uh, uh, we got, um, let's see. Um, oh, Dog says there are very few young women in church settings these days. So I, I guess it does depend on what kind of churches. But as I said, in uh, in my experience, um, uh, many of the churches I've spoken radiate good health in the sense that there are plenty uh, young women around. Uh, somebody else says, gosh, 60 miles an hour in California, surprised you not get run over. Um, no, uh, it wasn't. there wasn't – the roads were seldom clear enough for anybody to do much more than 60, I've got to tell you. Uh, Essie says she thought she missed me, but uh, we've changed the time. That's just for this week. Dog says merging traffic in Little Rock is a problem. Uh, Jan's, Jan is upset. We're almost 20 minutes in and Rabbi has not started talking about his main subject. So disappointing. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, sorry, Jan, but, um, uh, you know... The, the, show, the show is what it is, and uh, and uh, it it does. Rebel says he is going to get into it. Yes, uh, Mark says why men why don't men marry? Lack of money. Men aren't marrying because they don't have enough money. Uh, and Andrea says I love all these topics. Thank you so much. Caitlin says women allow benefits without commitment. Okay, really important point. We are going to touch on that. Uh, Jan says finally. That means finally I've got to the topic. But then she says, I've only got 10 minutes left now. I'm really sorry. Uh, obviously, she has a commitment that she's got to uh, head out to, and uh, and that that ends her participation. I know how frustrating that can be when it's a topic you want to hear about. I'm sorry, Jan. And the only thing I can say is that um, you should you could re-listen to it on Sunday if you like, or, and there are also other electronic ways of re-listening to it. Um, we've got um, – 
We've got uh, Yaakov saying, I wonder if the pressure of feminism pushing for the triumph of women scares potential husbands away. Sure, that is that is a part of it. No question about it. Roberta says, why people aren't getting married? Industrial revolution has ruined this country morally. Again, that is the sort of comment which I wish, Roberto, you would make by telephone at 561 six two three nine four two nine because um, I'd love to have clarification on what you mean by how the industrial revolution has ruined the country morally I'm not sure I see that at all and uh, I certainly see tremendous moral damage to the country I cannot see a link to the industrial revolution um, men don't figure Ali says men don't feel they have to marry to provide or protect uh, women Men don't feel they have to marry to provide or protect women and feel good about themselves for doing so. Plus, courting is so different today. It's harder for men to approach women, talk to them, and feel that they are cherished by women. Uh, I think it has become easier for men to just become and remain players to protect themselves. Uh, Kerry says, I actually thought you would discuss men who are with women they can marry but have chosen not to marry them for several reasons. Yeah, absolutely. That is part of what we're talking about as well. Uh, Jeremy writes, sometimes people just say things so you can think that is the reason they are not married when in reality they just don't want to commit. They want to have a life that is not pleasing to God. Uh, Brian, so then it's because you do not realize that a wife is a good thing. Yeah, all right. And um, are women ready to be good wives these days? I mean, that's that's really one of the questions. Um, Dex says, why are men not marrying? The sexual revolution proponents that have been indoctrinating the youth since the 60s want sex anytime, anywhere, with anyone and anything. Well, to be frank, what man doesn't, Dex? Um, let me just say, Dex writes, why are men not marrying? The sexual revolution proponents that have been indoctrinating the youth since the 60s want sex anytime, anywhere, with anyone uh, and anything. Well, that's kind of a definition of a man, isn't it? In terms of what any man wants, uh, what men are willing to um, control, apply control in exchange for certain things. Well, we can talk about what those things are and why they're not willing to do that anymore. But that, uh, but that men's sexual opportunity nowadays diminishes with marriage. I think is something that most men would would probably feel. Not not everybody, but uh, certainly um, there there are enough men talking about that to put off single men. Um. Russell says, oh, it's actually Sherilyn here, comes down to cliche. Why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? That is definitely a factor in it. There's no question about it. And um, and uh, then we've got uh, Brian, oil takes the cow. Uh, Jans, I hope Rabbi tells us single women what to do if we want to get married. You know what? That really, you are correct. That should be the focus. That absolutely should be the focus. Now, are you the same Jan who said you have to leave in ten minutes? I wonder. Uh, let me know. Let me know if you're staying. If you're staying on the show, Jan, because if you are, then then I will I will tackle that side of things sooner rather than later. Um, Yaakov says, right, but if the marriage should fail, so often the wife, especially if she is. He says malignant, uh, malevolent is probably what you mean, uh, can take the poor man to the cleaners. Very much a factor. Also a question of children, by the way. Anyway, we'll take a look at that. 
Dog says, I got a 26 year old son. All he's concerned with is working and fixing up his house to suit himself. I can't fuss. Really, he's a great kid, but a big kid, but he's just not interested in the women offered him around here. Can't say I blame him. Tattoos. Uh, these are women who have tattoos. They got four kids with five different men. Yeah, of course, he's got to stay away from that. Uh, Russell says, Queen rocks. Lisa, people have lost their Judeo-Christian values. The anti-humane agenda does not value life, only real killing your hard-earned. Yeah, again, that, that would be an interesting conversation, not better than just a thing. Gene writes, Yako, I think you're right. I had a conversation with my Chinese count counterpart when I was working in corporate America. She was one of the first women to gain a college degree, move up the ranks in our company. Her complaint, she worked so hard and waited in her mind too long to think about marriage that now she can't find any available men. Although the proportion of men to women in China is two to one. Yes, many more men than women. That's right. Uh, Carrie says men don't, it's not exactly two to one, but in certain age demographics, it, it is high. And men don't want to commit. Um, uh, Deanne says, uh, oh, uh, Brian May on the lead guitar, one of the best ever. Yes, that's right. Uh, Jan, keep looking, don't give up hope. Uh, Preston Green from Chicago. And Jan says, uh, yikes. Uh, Jan says, I'm in my 50s now, 30 years of waiting. Um, Jan, if, uh, if, if you want to call in and talk about that and, uh, and discuss it. That phone number is 561-623-9429. I I would like to know, uh, in 30 years of waiting, yikes, were were you ready to get married when you were in your 20s? Did you want to? And I'd love to know, like, where were you then? What, What was going on? Why? There's a, there's a story you've got, Jan, and it's it's probably um, a very, very fascinating story, even if uh, it's had its tough times. Uh, Brian says women are objectified instead of valued. Um, and we've got uh, Greens, from, Greens from Chicago. Uh, Jan responds to the uh, optimism from Russell. Caitlin, 35 years of marriage ended because of Brian's comment no value and i'm not sh- 35 years of marriage ended because of brian's co- sorry i didn't get that jan i married at 44 says russell but you're right if you wait uh, you can have a tough time um, jan says thank you rebel queen somebody to love i agree lee the woman the roman calendar is on earth same at the same time, it seems like women have lowered their expectations of men. I mean, how many of your mothers would tolerate a guy who sits home every day in front of the TV while she went to work? Today, men of the like that ilk are considered normal. I wouldn't say normal, but but there probably are certainly more of them than they were in your mom's generation. That's right. Um, Dog says, I don't know. Uh, Miss Dell and I were 25 and 24, respectively, married in 1982. Our son is 26. He is still single, has a job, a home. And a mind of his own, active in church, martial arts, that's about it. I don't pressure him about women at all. Uh, Rudolph says, Rudolph's really Deborah, I think. I think lack of money is is right on, is um, is, 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 the th- is the thing. Confused a metaphor there, is nail on the head, <laughs> hitting the nail on the head. I'm meeting so many men on hikes at libraries, at grocery store, who are Mr. Momming, while wife is earning much more than he seems he can if he worked, oh, how very interesting! So, if 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 that is Deborah, I think what she's saying is that she 
out there at uh, at the library on hikes and grocery stores she's meeting many many guys who are being mr mom while the women are out working fascinating uh Marxie writes i'll add that at the end of world war ii this country had full employment men could provide for a wife and family with one income that's crucial very very good point um uh, Caitlin, feminism teaches anti-colonization, promotes noble natives pr- and promiscuity. Uh, Caitlin, you're exactly right. It's probably not, not your real name, Caitlin, but uh, whoever you are, um, you are exactly right. Uh, men are free to spread their seed far and wide. Absolutely. Uh, jobs are a commodity in the U.S. anymore. Women are quite good at the more common jobs, teaching, self-care. They are being paid well to stay at work. This is Jan, able to stay here till the end of the show. Oh, cool. Okay, very good, Jan. Just uh, just got to your end. Okay, great. Well, then then we do need to we do need to touch on that very very much. Um, uh, older men speak so proudly of their wives and still express amazement that their wife agreed to marry them. That makes me think that men really like to choose a wife and feel extremely lucky to have won the prize. Um, there's a lot of truth in that, uh, and I. Um, and guest yeah. okay so there we are i'm i'm up to i'm up to speed with all the with with all the um uh with all the the chat room comments so so moving on uh what are some of the reasons that prevent men from marrying well look uh, there is no question that uh, uh sexual tension is part of it there's no question about that and that now that that is absent that is one major factor pushing aside and postponing marriage. And that is why it is that in Orthodox Jewish communities, in uh, very often in some evangelical communities, some Catholic communities, uh, especially in the LDS church, where um, chastity is practiced and um, promiscuity is, is not practiced. And look, it's 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 very difficult. There's a lot of conversation about it in Christianity and in Judaism, which is how do you how do you deal with the fact that uh, very often, um, especially guys, may not have their careers in shape. They may not be finished school. Even they're well into their twenties. They've been um, they they've been shall we say sexually aware since they've been <laughs> twelve, thirteen, fourteen. But fine, even let's say seventeen. And that means that so for seven years, uh, the the guys they know and people, sort of guys in the majority out there, are having sex, and they are uh, practicing purity and uh, and abstaining. Very tough. How do you ask young people, guys particularly, and also women? How do you say to them? Well, you know what? You're going to have to wait till your your early to mid twenties. So, what happens, for instance, in the Orthodox Jewish community is that uh, uh, marriages take place very often. Guy twenty two, sometimes twenty one. Girl eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and bang, that's it. They're married. And there's no question that uh, the sexual tension makes makes that part of of uh, of of the incentive. There's no question about it. Uh, this this is how you have sex. You get married, and since the sexual call is is urgent and compelling, and uh, and so it just moves along. This isn't this isn't a shocking thing. You're part of a community where 
your parents probably got married at that age. Your friends are getting married at that age. Your older siblings got married at that age. So you are too. And, um, and, and the last thing you want to do is postpone it. You know, you, you're, you're eager to get on with, with that part of life. But uh, as several people already commented in the chat room, yes, uh, it is a, a very simple fact that uh, that is absent now, that for, um, for most men in, in the general population, uh, sex is readily available, very readily available. Now, uh, looking at it from the woman's point of view, you know, she's in a fix because she's with a guy she likes. She uh, has an instinct that says, I really would like this to turn into something. And uh, getting sexual immediately is going to harm that. And she's right about that. But then she says, well, wait a second. You know, if I don't put out, there, there are 20 other girls this guy could go out with who would. So girls now have to sort of figure out how to walk this little tightrope. If they go to bed... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With this new promising guy too quickly, he's going to think that they're sluts. And not marriage material. But on the other hand, if they take too long, he's going to lose interest and move on somewhere else where a date can end in a way that is more satisfying. So look at what a terrible predicament a, a woman is in. A terrible predicament. And uh, I, I, I see in the case of many women who you know, start off at college and in college they join the hookup culture and uh, they they become, uh, they, they lose a certain self-esteem, a certain self-respect, I should say rather, because they are sleeping around and then they start work and they're in their mid-twenties and they want to start thinking of, gee, maybe marriage now. And so the guy they set their eyes on, oddly enough, is the guy who pays the price for all the early assignations. So this was a girl who everybody knew went to bed on the first or second date, but now she's found a guy she's dating and she really likes him and she like, she thinks of him as a possible husband. And so guess what? He's the first guy she's ever dated who doesn't get to go to bed with her right away. It's bizarre. And she's trying to make sure she hits it just right too early and she's not going to be perceived as marriage material. Too late, 
he loses interest and moves on somewhere else. It's a tough, tough situation for a woman today. Whereas in the subgroups I was talking about earlier, primarily religious communities, it's not there. She's just not under that pressure. The expectation is not there at all. Right? So so that is, uh, there's no question that that is a very big problem. Um, another problem is, and and here again, I I would love to uh, to to hear from you all on this as well. Uh, and again, either by telephone at area code five six one six two three nine four two nine, or in the chat room, is um, there's uh, there's another problem here, and that is it's something I've spoken about on the radio before, but not not for a while. And that is, and I guess I should really frame it as a question, Um, is there an advantage to a couple that gets married and each is the other's first and only? Is there an advantage to that? Or what do you say to a guy who, uh, let's imagine theoretically, has the choice of two women? otherwise identical in every respect, excepting that one of them is sexually experienced and one of them is a virgin. So who should the guy pick? Now, here's the crazy thing. Because of uh, the sexual bravado that has permeated society, many guys will say, oh, you know, I don't want to marry a virgin. I, I want to marry somebody... Uh, with experience, but it isn't true. They don't mean it because this question is always asked of men at the dating phase, and they it's true. They want to date an experienced girl because they want to benefit from that experience. But when it comes to dating a virgin, most men are less enthusiastic about that unless they're marriage-minded. If they're marriage-minded, that becomes very attractive. But if they're dating-minded, then the virgin is less attractive. Why? Well, this is a very interesting thing. It's because men feel uncomfortably obligated after they've taken a woman's virginity. It's a very, very interesting thing. Um, and again, I've, I've spoken, obviously, to many, many men, and uh, I've written about this. It's very, very interesting. And that is that um, uh, most men who have dated a woman, no sleeping together, no physical contact, they've gone on a few dates, and uh, the man decides, you know what, this, this, this has no long-term potential. It's not for me. The overwhelming majority of men have very little trouble uh, calling her up and saying, you know what, I've enjoyed meeting you. I don't think this has long-term potential for me. I'm dating uh, primarily not recreationally but for the purpose of finding a life mate. And uh, and since I don't see this as, as working out long-term, I don't think either of us should waste more time on it. So basically, do enjoy the rest of your life. But – same situation, guy dating a woman, and now uh, she's a virgin. He slept with her, 
and uh, a week or two later, he decides he wants to break up. Now, the same men have enormous discomfort at breaking up with her. They feel very uncomfortable. They feel like cats. And, and so they should, of course, because something of value has been yielded. They recognize that, and they've given absolutely nothing in return. So I, I do want to, because Jan is around, I, I do want to, and, and again, for other people, I do want to move um, soon into the area of so what, so what is there to be done? Uh, but before I can do that, I have to uh, still deal with a few other aspects, a few other aspects of the uh, of the problem. So we, we've touched for a start on the fact that uh, that uh, the the sexual tension is not there to help propel um, a couple towards marriage or a man particularly towards marriage. Number two, for marriage. For marriage, a girl who is not experienced is more desired by men. But because of what life has been like in America these last 30 years, it's increasingly more difficult to for a guy to find a girl who's kept herself. You know, you go out with a girl who's 23, 24, so you're saying that she's been through high school, she's been through college, she's been uh, at work, whatever it is, and... She's kept herself all this time. It's it's a question mark. It's it's difficult, and so that's another dynamic at work. Uh, there is a third dynamic at work, which is that um, men perceive that their sex life deteriorates after marriage. Now, uh, with smart wives, obviously that doesn't happen. And with many wonderfully uh, successful and deliriously happy marriages, that's right, it doesn't happen. But it does happen in enough cases for it to have become a byword in the culture. It's hap- it happens enough so that enough single men have heard what happens and what it's like, how this thing plays out after marriage. Whether or not children follow soon, whether or not, if children follow soon, well, then invariably, invariably it happens. But uh, even in cases where children don't follow soon, there are still enough apocryphal stories of um, the sex becoming rationed, where the guy feels he has to plead for physical contact. And that is, it's ghastly. And that's something that no man wants to do. And even the prospect of that becoming normality, that becoming life is intolerable for a man to contemplate. And yet, so one more, one more thing driving a man away. Uh, you know, there's something else. And uh, it's it's a difficult one because there was such an urgent cry for changes in legislation on this many years ago. The condition of women demanded it and people cried about it. And there were movements and organizations, but basically uh, divorce has become um, 
it's become a different deal today, a very different deal. First of all, it's it's much more common, but um, here is the the thing that that causes men tremendous concern, and that is that uh, divorce, generally speaking, works out pretty badly for the guy. First of all, he very often loses custody to his children. And that is a massive problem because, and I'm going to say something here that I really hope you won't misunderstand. Please do not view me as a, a mean, vindictive, misogynistic male. Right? I'm, I'm really not. But uh, in what I'm going to say, uh, it, 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 could, it could sound um, a, a, little bit, uh, a little bit like that. But um, – the thing is that a man can replace his wife much more easily than he can replace his children. I'm not talking about legally or divorce. What I'm saying is that um, if a man gets married, shall we say, at 25, and uh, after 20 years of marriage, he's 45, and let's say now he that marriage no longer exists, whatever it is, divorce, uh, death, whatever it is. Um, at that point, 45-year-old guy wants to remarry. Uh, he can pretty much do that really easily. And I'm not saying that his second wife's going to be exactly like his first wife. And the truth is that uh, no second marriage is ever like a first marriage, is it? Um, many of you have been there. You, you, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. It's not the same. Um, it's, you know, both of you recognize and you understand it, but uh, you're both much, much happier in a second marriage than you'd be alone and you're both grateful to one another and you you have a good marriage, but it isn't the same as your one and only first marriage. It just isn't. And, um, but you can do it. But if you're a guy and uh, at 45, you're looking to replace your wife if for one reason or another, and uh, you've now got a few children, right? You know, I don't know, your, your, your oldest child might be 16 or 17 and you've got two or three kids. And um, you lose them in the sense that uh, the wife, your old wife has custody or whatever it is. But you understand you can't replace them because they represent lost years. Those are years you put into raising those children. And you can't possibly recapture those children. You can make new children, but you have less time with them left at the back end, right? Because you're starting later. You're starting at 45. What about the kids you had when you were 27 and 28 and 30 and 33? Well, because of a bad divorce proceeding and uh, painful custody, guess what? Uh, they went with your first wife. And... Uh, and maybe she trash-talked you, and uh, so you end up with, with bad relationships with those children. That is a massive problem. And so men say to themselves, look, I get married. The divorce rate is very high. Uh, it's debatable as to exactly how high it is. The people are accustomed to saying 50% divorce rate. That actually, by the way, is not true. It's a wrong statistic, and you should know. I'd like to arm you with the information as to what's wrong with that statistic. Uh, what's wrong with that statistic is that um, it doesn't take into account uh, people in second or third marriages. Now, everybody recognizes the divorce rate is higher for second marriages. It's even higher for third marriages. A lot of reasons for that. One of them is that when you've done it once, it's easier the second time, right? 
the thought of divorce the first time around is horrifying. When you've been through it second time, you say, eh, you know what, I've done it. You can get through it. Uh, so divorce rates for second and third marriages are very high. Uh, they're higher than 50%. And so what happens is that uh, they lump it all together and they say, um, uh, you know, what percentage of people um, who are married on January the 1st are divorced by December the 31st. And so you can see why that figure is artificially high. In no way does that suggest that if you are getting married this year, you have a 50% chance of divorce. It's simply not true. But hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But nonetheless, divorce is high at any rate. So a guy is about to get married and he thinks to himself, you know what? This is a fair shot of a divorce. I could lose half of my assets. So I put 20 years into building up some assets and bang, a whole slice of it vanishes. And I've put time and energy and money into raising children and bang, they're gone as well. And that's another reason that men say, you know, it's just not worth it. But perhaps the biggest explanation, the biggest reason that stops men from marrying uh, coming up after a break. Give me the break and um, producer Rebel, it's going to be over to you. And then right after that, the Rabbi Daniel Appen show resumes. Stay right there. God. 
I'm 64. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just wrapping up some of the um, uh, chats. I just want to see what's going on here. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All all right. Good stuff. Uh, all very very good stuff. Okay. So um, uh, Alicia writes. Wondering if your show is going to soon switch to discussing solutions and ways around these issues, or is the show instead devoted mostly to pointing out reasons why men won't marry? Well, um, Alicia, I don't know if you got the email I sent out. If you did not receive the email, that means you are not on the email list and you won't get emails from me. But if you would like to be reminded of the show and what the topic is that I'm planning on talking about, then you need to go to my website, which is www.youneedarabbi.com. Youneedarabbi.com is the website, and uh, you'll find a place there to enter your email address for something called Thought Tools. And uh, this is uh, uh, spiritual strategies that can be employed in your financial life, your faith life, your family life. And uh, in addition, you also get an email reminder on Thursdays regarding the radio show. So, Alicia, if you did get one today, then you will see the topic was why he won't marry you. Um, I didn't say I was going to give the solutions. I said I was going to say why he won't marry you. However, I want you to think of me as the Mother Teresa of Broadcasting. And that means I must give a solution as well. And uh, I certainly will. And the avenue to that solution is to point out what, in fact, might be one of the biggest reasons why men are not marrying. Might be one of the biggest reasons. What is it? You think we've, we've already discussed all the reasons, right? What else could there be? Surely. Haven't we covered everything? No, there still is another one, and um, and that is that men, and I speak as one, men need more than sex from their woman. That is a very necessary ingredient, obviously, but it is not a sufficient one. 
there is something else as well. And that is they need to feel loved. They need to feel respected. That's a very important one. And what's happened today? What's happened today? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm sorry, but I just um, – I just – uh, I just saw something on the chat room, so I'm going to come right back to the topic. But I'm sorry, you know, if if we're not going to talk on the phone, we're we're going to just depend on the chat room. Then this just does happen. All right. So they were talking about the song when I'm 64. Uh, Ali says he probably wrote it when he was really young and 64 <laughs> sounded old. Now he's almost 75 and has a young daughter and grandkids. Um, uh, Oh, and Tori says she received it today. That that, mean, that would mean my email. And uh, Dog says something. Oh, this is yeah, – look at that. Nearly 100 people in the chat room. That is very cool. Dog, I was not aware of that, and I thank you for pointing that out. Um, hey, that's fantastic. God bless you all. I'm so happy you're all there. That's wonderful. And Ali says, my, oh, my. Russell says, shock. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what caught my eye when he said uh, there are 100 people in the chat room. So very cool. Thanks. Thanks for being there. And uh, dog, thanks for telling me. And so I'm saying that um, there, there's, there's this other factor as well where uh, a guy needs to feel something from his woman. He's got to feel love. He's got to feel respect. Um, he's got to feel fussed over. He's got to feel um, that he's he's being cared for, that there's somebody who really cares for him. What happens is today, and again, I'm not I'm not blaming women. The circumstances, legislation, cultural changes. There's a lot that's that's brought this about, but um, circulating on the internet are shocking pictures from the 50s. I don't know if you've seen them at all, but every now and then somebody sends them to me. And uh, sometimes they are advertisements. And one of them stuck with me, and I, I do not remember what it was an advertisement for. But, um, uh, you know, it might have been for, I don't know, some cooking margarine or something. I've I don't remember. All I remember is that the picture showed a very traditionally a 1950s housewife opening the door to her husband coming home after a, a day at work and um and there she is she's got a, a a pearl necklace on she's got heels on i mean i'm not you know i'm not talking about four inch heels but she's not walking around in uh, in uh, slippers she's she is dressed and he comes home and she's saying you know, come come sit down. I'm going to get you a drink, and uh, and then we'll have dinner. You know, I got to tell you something. If any single man thought that that was what every workday would end like, that would make an enormous difference to marriage. Really, it would make an enormous difference. But everybody mocks that. And everybody says it's sexist and it's primitive and it's old-fashioned. Well, count me old-fashioned along with by far and away the majority of guys. Now, they would never dare say this because their wives go to work just as they do. That's what I meant when I said everything's changed. 
And so I'm not suggesting that a, a woman who races back from a hard day of work, gets home 15 minutes before her husband walks through the door, should now spend those 15 minutes uh, making herself look beautiful and putting uh, dinner in the oven and getting ready to, uh, to greet her husband at the door. I mean, it would be nice, but it's unreasonable. She's also had a tough day at work. And so this then is, is one of the massive problems facing, uh, facing marriage today. Whereas if you, you, you're talking about a socioeconomic arrangement where two people, they're just going to live under the same roof and uh, she's going to work here, he's going to work there. And by the general agreement, they're going to have children, but the children, you know, it's everybody's responsibility. It's all, you know, it's just one of those things that's like paying the gas bill. We got to, you know, feed the child at night and uh, one of us has breasts and one of us doesn't. So I'll do that, but I'll expect you to do something else in, um, now you see in the old days, and that's not that long ago, but in, a, in the old days was she said, don't worry, honey, I'll try and not wake you when the baby wakes because she knows that at six o'clock in the morning he's up and he's got to be out of the house on his way to work and so for him he derived enormous meaning in life from providing for a wife a dog in the chat room was talking a little while ago about his son in his mid-20s i think who uh, he was saying you know the, he's got a good He's a good guy. He's a church-going man. He's into martial arts. He's got a house. He's obviously got a good job, and um, you know he's uh, he's he's making money for what? For himself. Whatever he buys is for himself. But the way it used to be was that we guys got real meaning out of supporting a wife. We derived pride, and and she acknowledged it. She felt cherished, she felt taken care of, and in return, she lavished affection and love and concern and care on her man, and he felt cherished and loved. But it's much harder today, much harder. I'm, today, I'm, I'm not even going to go into the question of situations where they desperately need her income. Or I'm not even going to touch areas where in some situations she out-earns him and the challenges and pressures that that brings onto the situation. I'm not even going to touch that. But you do see the tremendous problem we're dealing with. And um, I'm going to say hello to Joe uh, joining us on the phone. So, Joe, I'm speaking to you. Start talking. I want to hear what you called about. Hi, Rabbi. How are you? I, I wanted to call. You touched on so many issues. Uh, people weren't calling in, so I felt, I felt compelled. This is a very dear issue to me. Um, my wife and I are separated, and I've tried Ouch. very hard to get back together. And ah. she, she doesn't want it. I don't want to go really a lot of detail into my personal situation. But, you know, in today's society, there isn't the commitment that there used to be. People, you know, just leave a relationship just because they're bored. And I'm not saying that's my personal situation, but... Um, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult situation and, you know, I'm Catholic and I got married in the church. I, I, you know, it's a sacrament to me. I didn't get married to say, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just find somebody else. You can't replace your spouse. 
No, that's right. And in, today, in today's society, it's like, well, just move on. It doesn't work that way. No, it's uh, – I, I said earlier it's much easier to replace a spouse than to replace children. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, not, I'm not but, criticizing things. But what you're saying yeah. is exactly right. Of course you can't replace the memories. You can't replace those years. You can't replace the shared child raising that you've done. Of course that's not replaceable. Right, but society society leads you to believe that. That's, Absolutely. That's society that's says, yeah, just just move on. And there actually is enormous encouragement, particularly to women, by the way. You know, the, women are encouraged today very often by their therapists and counselors and guidance. Uh, they're very often recommended. Just, you know, huh. leave, leave him, move on. Right. It's not working out. So just go find somebody else and you'll be happier. But you know, right. you know, the, rea- the reality is you're not going to be happier because the same issues you had with your spouse, you're going to have with somebody else. In the majority of cases, I think you're exactly right, of course. And, uh, and um, just a quick fix. There are many, like, well, many instances. I'll tell yeah. you, many, many women who were told to divorce and didn't and stuck it out, now you can talk to them. And again, I'm, I'm in a fortunate situation because I'm a rabbi. I get to interact with very, very, very many people, including a lot of people who share uh, intimate information with me. And I was struck several years ago. I was really struck by the fact of how many women I know who nearly, nearly divorced in, you know, 10 years, 15 years ago. And now you speak to them and they're so grateful and so happy that they didn't. Now they look back and they say, "I can't believe I was I was ready to walk away." It was a it was a it was a bump in the road. It was a it was a glitch, but I'm so pleased. She said, "I came that close to ending it. I came that close to divorce," and uh, and somehow then she often cites somebody. In some cases, it was it was actually me that that just pulled out all the stops to keep them together, knowing that if they could just get by this this little glitch, it, and sure enough, in so many cases, uh, that's exactly what happens. And and, and I'm so sorry, but Joe, you, that, that nobody read, was you able read, to... You, you read my mind exactly, because I said that at the end of... You know, when we get older, we retire, and our kids are grown, and when you look back in your life and say, you know what, was it worth it for me? Was it worth it to walk out? And, and uh, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I hope that that she can live with that answer. Um, Joe, just on a practical level, is there nobody in your lives that she would listen to on on and and uh, somebody who could help her see things from a, a longer term perspective? Uh, I'm sure you've tried a lot of things already, but if you, you know, if, we went we went to we went to Catholic retreats. I counseling. I've read books. I, you know, I go to church more now than I've ever in my whole life. But is there any one single person, uh, preferably a woman, who she would listen to, who could sit down with her and say, uh, "Lady, let me tell you how the world really works," and um, possibly her, her mother would be the person that she would probably be respect the most, and she respects the most as a, a, a woman that. And do you have a good relationship with your mother-in-law? Yeah, I've always had a great relationship. I, you know, for Mother's Day, I just sent her flowers and called her. Why don't you ask if you can take her out to lunch or or, or coffee or whatever it is, and uh, during that, ask her if she wouldn't explain some of this to her, and uh, and ask her if she wouldn't become your ally in trying to uh, talk to your to her daughter and rescue this. Well, my wife might 
present that and say, what are you doing talking to my mother? And she might find so it very resentful. You sound, you're sounding too timid, Joe. Yeah. Who the hell cares if she resents it? Look where you are now already anyway. So what if she resents it? And she has no right to control who you talk to. You can talk to whoever you like. You don't need anybody's permission. You're an adult. Your mother-in-law is an adult. Uh, your right. wife has no right to, to regulate who you talk to. And, no, I, uh, I talk to her and, you know. Yeah, but on this on this topic, you can talk to whoever you like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, lose lose the fear, right. my friend. Lose the fear. No, I have, not, I have nothing to lose. I have nothing no, to lose over. No, it. no, absolutely not. But also, don't be intimidated by your wife, and and that might also be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I sure, I sure hope that uh, you are able to, to do something there and, and that you're able to enlist yeah. your mother-in-law as an ally in this because, uh, you know, unless – look, I'm an outsider. Nobody knows what really goes on in the marriage of, of somebody else. But, you know, all things being equal, uh, being married is better than being divorced. And, um, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe your mother-in-law can help your, your wife understand that. All right. I hope, I hope so. I'm willing to. I'm willing to try. I'm, I, I never give, give up hope. I never give up hope, even when okay, things but are. A, yeah. But listen, listen to me carefully, yeah. Joe. There's a difference between living in hope and acting mm -hmm. in hope. And I'm worried right. that you're sounding passive about it. You're sounding resigned. You're not sounding angry. You're not sounding powerful. You're not sounding determined. And it, it may be you've just well, had a real rough couple of years that have just beaten you down. But, well, I don't know. I don't, uh, anger, I don't know if it's the correct feeling because that's going to just uh, – I don't know if anger is going to get me anywhere. No, I didn't say you should exhibit anger, but I think you yeah. should feel. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I think you need to not live in hope but act in hope. I think you need to, I, to be doing something rather than hoping that things will happen. Um, it's it's a really important lesson. By the way, I don't know if do you get my thought tools every week. Yes, I do. I've read, I've read your, I've been reading your books too. You have great. You're, you're, thank you, yeah. thank you. The only reason I mentioned too. thought tools is because the one that you got yesterday morning uh, spoke about don't be reactive. Right. You must be proactive. You must. Well, you got to get out there well, and do something. It's hard when she tells you she doesn't love you anymore. So that that's kind of a hard one too. Um, you know what? Follow. You know what? I want to tell you in in the happiest and best of marriages, which is below, which is below, which is below, which is baloney. I mean, we're all not lovable at some time, but exactly the point I'm you, making it still, is it still hurts you at some level. Of, co yeah. of course, it does. But um, you know, it's uh, every every marriage, even the happiest, most successful, has had phases, has had times where one partner doesn't love the other partner. That's all. But um, that doesn't. Well, my, that in our doesn't, classes, we, we've been told to, that love is a choice; it's not a feeling. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And the fact that uh, she doesn't love you doesn't is not in any way a reason to walk out. Neither is it a uh, well, a permission slip. It's not I'm, a hall pass. I, right. I, I I tell her. I send her. I send her messages and say I love you because you know just even if you say you don't love me, it doesn't mean I don't love you. Yes. Okay. But there again, you you know, I, I'd rather see this come to her from a third party who can, mm -hmm. uh, who can really yell at her a little bit like a mother can and saying, you know, don't be a stupid goose. Yeah. 
and these you know that's that's not something you can or should say but uh, it could come from somebody else and uh, and uh, and and from you you're sounding just a little bit too you'll you'll pardon me here but when i say everyone needs a rabbi one of the reasons is that many times my christian friends and brothers uh, are too nice about turning the other cheek stop with turning the other cheek she's hurting you don't give her permission to hurt you more yeah. and that's what i meant by saying um, be a little bit more angry, a little less nice, a little more angry. Uh, you, you, you guys have kids, right? Yeah, we have two children. Uh, right, Joe? Nine and, nine and eleven. Nine and you eleven. have children? Yeah. Have two children. You've got nine, children. Nine and eleven. Yeah. It's, it's, and, yeah, and I, for, and I try to, the, I try to, I, I try not to, I do say anything bad about their mother. I always, yes, I'm trying to be don't. positive. But, yeah, but let's let's talk about who loves who, and more talk about obligations and responsibilities. Okay, she has an obligation. Well, I think the bigger problem—I I know you were talking about why men don't marry women. I think the bigger problem in society is that people abandon their spouses, and they don't understand how much pain and damage. That does to people. It's just horrible. It's horrendous. Of course, it I is. So but, much, uh, I have I have so much I have so much uh, compassion to people that are going through this. It's just, of it's, course, it's look, one of the I worst know things you're, that ever happened to me. Joe, in my life. you're in you're in terrible pain and you're hurting, and that is partially what makes it difficult for you to work on putting this right. But you have to, and the the trouble is you're sounding bad, my friend. I want to come over there and put my arm around your shoulders and say, stop. That's when I used the word angry before. That's what, You're sounding beaten. You're sounding sad. You're sounding broken. That's not good. Well, it's been, it's been going, she, my wife left uh, uh, a year and uh, she, walked, she um, moved out a, over a year ago and it, it hasn't gotten better for me. No, I, I, I understand and I can see how awful it is for you. But I think you need action and you need allies okay this you can't do this yourself well i don't feel like i have a lot of allies that seems uh, like nobody really cares okay but start with your mother-in-law because she does care she doesn't want her daughter to be divorced tell her i told you to 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 talk to her okay I, I, that's, no one's given me that advice but that's a pretty pretty good Thing. Well, I'm we don't know. We don't know things. if it's. We don't know if it's good yet. But in the short time well, we've been talking, and the, and the short, the short opportunity I've had to to analyze the situation, it seems to me your best bet is the best thing you should be doing, and you should waste no time on it. And um, and please don't talk any more about hurt and pain. Don't talk about it. That's not the issue now. Okay. I know. I, I know. I try to battle that every day, but it's you know, you got to be a little bit like, uh, um, you know, God forbid. There, there's there so many men who've had the experience where you're in, you're in the military, you're in combat, and you lose in a in a bad day. You can lose several of your buddies that have been through hell and high water with you, and and what do you have to do the next day? Mourn, weep, or fight? What do you have to do? Well, I probably morning because I feel like I like a lot of times there is there is no hope. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. 
there are times in this life where there is grief and pain, but the right thing to do is not to mourn and not to grieve, but to fight. You're in one of those situations right now. Cut out the grieving, cut out the mourning. Hey, I'm your rabbi. I feel bad for you, Joe. I really do. Done. Finished. We're moving on now. It's fighting time now, not crying time. Right. And she's got to see you fighting for her, not crying for her. You need a major attitude adjustment here, but uh, a starting point is lunch with your mother-in-law. Tell her of our conversation and um, ask her if uh, she will be your ally. You're, you're, you're the good I'm guy. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if she will be. I'm sure she, she's always going to side, you know, side with her daughter. Well, so siding that, with well, her daughter is repairing her marriage. That's the best thing she could do for her daughter. Of well, course she, she wants say, her daughter. She might say, I don't want to get involved in your marriage. And Joe, mate, then she might. You are right. I'm not a prophet yet. I can't yeah. tell you what she'll say. But I can tell you that if you don't ask her, you'll never know. Right, And I also think that even if she, her first reaction is that, you should be prepared to argue against her and tell her why you think she's wrong. I'm going to leave you with that, Joe, because I've told you everything I can tell you. And it's over to you now. Get into the fight and um, go for it and then tell me what happened. Okay, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. All righty. I'm, I'm happy you called, but I'm, I'm sad for the situation you're in. But you do need to, to dramatically uh, change things around to make that work. I'm going to go in a few moments. I'm going to come to you, Victor. I will, uh, I will come um, to you. Um, just a quick look at um, – I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but I, I, I have to do this. I have- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I have to, uh, uh, I have to read the, the comments. Every now and then they are real choice beautiful comments here um um all right um yeah, this is interesting uh, ali says dog are you jewish um agatha some that seems there's a huge communication breakdown um do, yep uh, Brian, uh, uh, I don't know if you're all reading it as I. You, I guess many of you are reading it as it goes along there. But uh, uh, I mean, in respect of, 
Uh, uh, Rebel is interesting. She says Joe needs to state his case and make sure the mother-in-law knows the values he has to he has to bring to the marriage. Yes, of course. Uh, Producer Rebel, you're exactly right. Of course. Um, you don't need me to do the show. You can do it yourself. You're exactly right. Uh, Lee says, love yourself and fight for what is right. Who gets to eat a lot of brisket? I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. Uh, hopefully the mother-in-law can be a translator. Um, uh, I'm, so, I'm just enjoying the, the chats over here. I really am. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Joe needs to bring value to the relationship and stand strong. Again, producer Rebel, uh, she's dead right, right on target there. Uh, passivity does not pay in any way. Of course not. By the way, I wrote a, a thought tool. If you're on the list of thought tools, you should have got it yesterday morning uh, where it, uh, where I, I explained the biblical basis of uh, essentially you know, why God doesn't want us to be reactors. He wants us to be proactors. He wants us to drive our lives. Not just climb into the back of the bus and be driven, really. Um, and Deborah, Deborah, I'm not sure who Deborah's talking about. Um, she says your dial is beautiful. Uh, Deborah's talking to somebody, I'm not sure who. And Ali says, Antoinette, the Jewish people, says, oh, they won't write it out. Just oh, by the way, um, the we don't write G D. That's uh, that's silly. There's no reason to write G D at all. Um, in English, and um, uh, Deborah writes blessings to you and, and Joe. And Jeanette, I understand. Yaakov, the Tetragrammaton. Uh, Jan, Rabbi, any advice to older single women? Can't call in, but overall story is men were really interested in me. I'm not attractive. I'm objective about that and have little personality, but a good heart. Anyway, maybe I eventually turned bitter, but over the years I had few chances with men. Now what? Okay, it's time. It's time to talk about Jan, and um, and uh, I'm gonna ask um, I'm gonna ask uh, Victor in California. Victor, hold on, because oh, Victor dropped, but Kim is on next. Okay, uh, Kim, I want you to hold on for just a few moments, and uh, I will come right back to you. I'm just going to start responding uh, to Jan. So Jan is in her 50s. She says she spent uh, 30 years waiting. And um, uh, she says, I'm not attractive. I'm objective about that. And I have little personality, but a good heart. Um, Jan, look, uh, as far as no personality or little personality, um, I don't believe that. I'll tell you why I don't believe that, because I've watched your posts on the chat room, and um, you have plenty personality. Maybe you got too much, actually. <laughs> you got plenty personality, I promise you. And as, as far as uh, not being attractive is concerned, look, um, I obviously I don't know what you look like, but let me tell you this, that um, I have seen, and if you think about it, so have you. I have seen women of every possible appearance married. And in many ways, the women who have the toughest time getting married and staying married are the beautiful women, the knockouts, the really hot tens. And all you've got to do is, is think of uh, – you know, certainly, certainly some of the celebrities, but even moving away from celebrities into ordinary life. And you think about very often uh, the people you know of where the women were unbelievable knockouts and 
marriage didn't go well for them. So there is this one separate category that I don't fit into and you don't fit into of super attractive people. But the rest of us are on a spectrum. And um, and and you see, I mean, you see women of every appearance, every shape, every color, every size who are married. You do. And so obviously, although you may think you're not attractive and obviously thinking you're not attractive helps to make you look not attractive, but um, – also, there's such a thing as making the best of what you have. Anyway, none of that has to do with what we're discussing with right now. I'm just telling you that uh, I, you're obviously a very candid, very direct kind of person. And uh, and so you're, you're laying it all out on the table there. You're saying, look, you know, it's uh, don't tell me I'm not attractive. I know I'm not attractive. Don't tell me I'm no, you know, I've got I, I know all of these drawbacks. I'm just telling you I don't buy it. I, don't, I just don't buy that uh, your uh, your picture is nearly as bleak as as you think it is. However, obviously, something uh, there are reasons why uh, you are now in your fifties, and and I think if I understand you correctly, you've never been married. It's very tough for me uh, to say why that is without talking to you and uh, discussing a whole lot more. I can't do that, but I can. Uh, I can tell you some of the things that uh, you you can and should do now. Number one, I I do want to stress that uh, if there is any possibility, and I have no idea of what your religious feelings are, but if there is any possibility of connecting with a faith community, I'd strongly recommend it um, because it's it's a different kind of man that you're going to find in that community. It's going to be a man. Um, who does want to 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 build a home? Even, you know, if he's an older guy and he's obviously looking for an older gal, uh, you're you're very much in the game. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you weigh. All of these things are side factors. These are not the reasons that you're not married. I don't know what the reasons are, and it would be a waste of my time to be guessing that now, a waste of your time even more importantly. But, uh, but I certainly can tell you that, uh, that there are things that you can be doing. Um, I, I said if at all possible, if a faith community is, is a possibility, if, if you have any kind of religious tradition that you're reasonably comfortable with uh, or are willing to adopt another one, by the way, um, I would say that the key is a large organization, a large church or synagogue, um, one that uh, that has a lot of people and a lot of small group activity. I'm thinking now primarily of evangelical churches. Um, I would strongly recommend that if it's at all possible. In other words, what you need to do is get out of the general population statistics and move into the superior statistics of the various small groups I was talking about earlier. And I know you were with us, so you know what I'm talking about. Number two, um, I would strongly recommend um, that you become a giver in, in some ways. Now, you may already be doing many of these things, and uh, and and if so, then we have to move on with uh, some of the other things. But some of the earlier things I I have to put out there is uh, to become a giver, and uh, how or where I'm not sure. It depends. I don't know uh, exactly what your uh, particular abilities are, where where you feel a pull or a tug. But needless to say. You must uh, choose to be a giver in places that tend to attract guys. 
Now, I'm not going to say single guys, but I'm talking about attracting guys. And the reason is because um, even married guys who are taken with you think of their buddies. They think of their friends. The fact is that on some level, everybody wants to be a matchmaker. Everybody wants to try and bring happiness to other people if they can. And particularly people who are themselves in happy marriages are in the very best position to to uh, uh, to be instrumental in introducing people around. So, and so um, it may be that uh, uh, you like volunteering at the local homeless soup kitchen. I don't know what it looks like, but if it's a busy soup kitchen with a lot of active volunteers, and they're nice people, and they're married people, and uh, and you can sort of make a little mini community uh, of connection with those people, then that's the place to do it. If the board of directors of the local orchestra is the place to do it, or if the, uh, or if, but whatever it is, maybe it's the local, maybe it's Rotary Club. I'm not sure, but um, I'd like to, I'd like to know that you are moving out of your comfort zone in terms of connectivity. I want you to think in terms of what do you need to do to make at least five new acquaintances a week, preferably more. Where can you go, what can you do that will introduce you to at least five new people that you could at least connect with, exchange names and contact information, stay in touch with, and uh, you know, invite out to coffee or to go somewhere together. You have to move out of whatever it is you're doing right now Whatever you're doing right now isn't right. So essentially, you've got to sort of become opposite Jan, right? Jan is who you were up till this evening. From tonight, you're anti-Jan, opposite Jan, anti-Jan. That means your instincts, whatever your instincts are on anything, stop and say to yourself, and maybe I should go 180 degrees. Um, what, you know, whatever that is. Uh, I think I feel like going to bed now. Well, maybe that's what Jan does. Maybe anti-Jan says, no, what I should first do is um, go online and look at a list of organizations that function in my area. Um, uh, Jan says, you know, I, uh, I think I'm going to do this tomorrow. Anti-Jan says, hold on a sec. Maybe you should do exactly the opposite. That's uh, where I want to see you go. Uh, and I, I hope you'll stay in touch, Jan. If you do get my uh, my thought tools, you know where my website is. You need a rabbi dot com. There's a way to contact me. I, I I would like to know whether I'm on track here or whether you're going to say no, 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 no. All of that stuff. I've tried all of that. None of that's helped anything at all. In which case, I will want to get a, a deeper understanding as to what's happened over the last 30 years. What was going on when you were 22, 23, 24, 26, 27? What was happening during those critical gateway years? That's what I would want to know. Let's go to Kim, who's been holding on. Kim, thanks for holding on there. Please join us. Uh, tell me where you're calling from. Hello, do you hear me? Yes, I do, Kim. Speak away. Oh, very good. I am so grateful to get to speak with you, Rabbi. You have been a tremendous help to me in the last five to eight years. While I have faced some very large, uh, difficult things in my life. In fact, I believe I have your whole library and have listened to it, and I'm so grateful for the wisdom that you are sharing because it's definitely needed. My situation is kind of the opposite of our previous caller where I was 
very committed to my marriage and, in fact, told my five sons that they would never have a broken home when I tucked them in at night because I trusted God's bigness, but I was naive that I was married to a broken man. And so when I started getting involved in making choices that were more mature, influenced by Dave Ramsey, I found my husband pushing back. And so it was in the matter of finances or other areas that were demanding maturity and adult decisions. Um, he wouldn't go along with him. And so one night we were having an argument over money and he knocked down a locked door that I was in our bedroom to let him calm down. And he held me down. And I realized that the many years of feeling degraded and feeling not tre treasured and feeling like he was putting me down was there for a reason. And so I separated and requested that he go with me to counseling. And at the end of three years, his response was, the only problem we have is you. You just need to submit to me. So I want to thank you because I've been able to find goals. I have listened to you and the advice that you've told me to not seclude myself and to get out with other people. And so one of the things that I did is chose to go to school, even though I'm a Dave Ramsey coach, I haven't had the ability to sell myself in business because of the pain that he has wrought on me because he has deceived our children to follow him. And so I have homeschooled for 15 years, loved my children, but they're angry because I divorced. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, what would you say to Jan? She will uh, feel like she is unworthy, but because she is designed by God, she is worthy to go out and have companionship and absolutely needs to not seclude, which is such a female thing. I'm even a sanguine personality, and I was very isolated until my rabbi told me <laughs> via yes, CDs to get out. <laughs> he did. Absolutely. No, you're right. And it's, and, um, it's very important. And so I went out there, Rabbi, and I got to hear about that stupid anti-colonialization, and I was horrified as my feminist instructor told me how the noble warriors were yes, the utopian all culture. Yes, oh. all, that, all that garbage. Um, all that listen, garbage. Um, yeah, listen, uh, you, you've, you've done well, and... Uh, Tying in with Dave Ramsey, I think, was a wonderful idea. And um, I, I'm so happy you called him. I, I really am. I'm, I'm thrilled, and uh, I'm happy to hear basically a good story. Listen, I'm going to run because I want to try and speak to one more person, and then we're going to uh, – I'll try and uh, summarize. So thank you very much indeed for calling, and please stay in touch. Let me know how things go, all right? I am so grateful to you. Thank you very much. You are kind to say so, Kim, and uh, please use email to stay in touch. And now we go to uh, Bruce, who I think is calling all the way. Is that from Arkansas, Bruce? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, welcome, Arkansas. 
Oh, well, okay. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I'm happy uh, to hear from you. What's on your mind? Well, I just I just want to toss in the two cents here. Uh, I'm a I'm a retired cop. Uh, I did I did nearly ten years on the road. I was sheriff's deputy, uh, and I'm of course I'm a beach farmer now. I'm, I'm in your chat room, with dog. But anybody that would uh, anybody that will I, look, folks, I spent ten years pulling pulling couples apart. Okay, uh, I've seen it. It was domestic, just domestic fights. Oh my God! Oh, and it what? was the same people week in, week out, month in, month out. You know, I, I go and I bust them apart Saturday night, Monday morning. She's up there making this bail. Now, ladies, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna let it go with that. If there's a man out there that'll put his hands on you, he's not a man. Okay, it's just that simple. I wish there was some kind of other way I could put it, but it's just not so. Now, yeah. When two people marry, they're both now, mature, they're um, both happy already. Bruce, Bruce, are marriage you, are, is not going to make you happy. Another person is not going to make you happy. You go in happy. Bruce, are you married? And, oh, yes. 33 yeah. years. Thank you very 33 much. 33 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what would you say needs – what's your advice to women who want to get married? And uh, are not finding guys who want to marry them. What's what's your advice to a to a, a young to a young lady? place? You're looking in the wrong place. Where lady. where should they look? Church, yeah. synagogue, religious yeah. groups. Stay yeah. away from bars. Yes, stay away. You're gonna you're gonna find your best man in church. Look, if he won't support you. If he won't treat you as an equal, if he won't if he won't live his life without having any secrets from you, then you don't need him. Okay. Um, Bruce, do you receive my uh, weekly Absolute email newsletter? You, you do. Uh, cool. Well, hey, uh, Bruce, thanks for all the law enforcement service and uh, for all you've seen, and thanks for sharing that a little bit with us. I'm going to run because I, I want to start. Uh, I want to start wrapping up here with a couple of things. Appreciate it. That was. It was really, really, and, and you guys, thank you all. Uh, thanks, Kim and Bruce and Joe for the the calls. Um, uh, the conversation I certainly find more interesting than than just me talking. So thanks for ma for making those calls, guys. I do appreciate that. Uh, so just to review the chat room quickly, uh, Jan wrote, of course, any advice to older single women? Can't call in, but overall story is men were really interested in me. Rarely, not really, but rarely. I'm not attractive. I'm objective about that, and I have little personality, but a good heart. Anyway, maybe I eventually turned bitter, but over the years I had few chances with men. Now what? Um, so Ali writes, Jan, maybe God wanted you to be single. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't think God wants anybody to be single. I, I really, I mean, I think when God said it's not good for man to be alone, he wasn't just talking about Adam or Eve. He was talking about every one of his children, men and women. I think he wants us all to be in loving, devoted, monogamous marriages, ideally. Okay. Um, Deanne writes, Jan, why can't you call the rabbi? Uh, yeah, she said she can't call for whatever reason. Uh, Ali, maybe you are a blessing to others as a single woman. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, says Deanne. Yes, and, and that's exactly right. There's always going to be some guy who's going to think she's gorgeous. Uh, Jan, we unknowingly project what you think. Uh, quit thinking that way. Uh, Ali says, yes, rabbi, people want a couple in their older years too. Churches are a wonderful place to meet. Uh, Lee says, work in the church cafeteria. It's not a bad idea. 
we must all be listening intently to the rabbi right now, says Ali. Dog says, you betcha. Gwen says, rabbi, this is great info. Uh, Brian says, I told a friend to quit talking himself down. If you ever found anyone that liked him, his comments about himself would make her wonder why and talk her out of liking him. He must have taken my advice as he hooked up shortly after. And I know that when you say hooked up, you don't mean he slept with someone he met at a bar, but that he got married. Jan says, thank you so much, rabbi. Very helpful. Uh, Jan, I, I hope so. I, I don't believe I've been adequately helpful yet. I think we've 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 sort of started uh, scratching at the topic. But uh, please um, go ahead and shoot me an email and on the website if there's more I need to know that I can be more helpful. Otherwise, we'll be together next Thursday night, and maybe you and I can continue this. Uh, Agatha says, be available and approachable. Yaakov says, I have a brother like that. When he met someone, his standard mantra was, you won't like me, I'm weird. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you guys are talking about. There are men who talk themselves down. And there are women, by the way, who do the exact same thing. Um, I know a woman who uh, who does that a lot of the time. She, she'll bake the most wonderful cake and then tell you what's wrong with it. I would never have known. Uh, Ali says, I'll pray for you, Jan. Well, that is always helpful. Um, Jan says, thank you. Antoinette says, Ali, please pray for me too. And I'm sure she will. Our esteem depends on ourselves, not others. Yaakov says, prayers and best wishes for Jan and Antoinette. Amen. Thank you. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. I'll be pleased. Jan, so glad you got away from him. Um, he sounds like my ex. He was emotionally abusive. Uh, exactly, Kim. Who's, who are you going to believe, God or some poser? Uh, Eleonora, I've been divorced for 30 years and never found a woman that would commit to me. This, oh, this is a guy, obviously. Uh, I have... I, I'm sorry the, 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 the name machine just <laughs> allocates names. I have kind of feel that I'm not worthy to be in a relationship or be married. I don't really care much anymore. With me, I wanted a real relationship or nothing. All right, that's, that's not good. Uh, Jan says, thanks, everyone. Appreciate the good wishes. Jeremy says, I'm in my early 50s, but thankfully I look here. A producer rebel, um, do we have to quit at, at 10 minutes to the hour like we do when we're running an hour earlier? Do me a favor, producer rebel. Just put something up on the chat room telling me, uh, whether we're wrapping up now or whether we're, we've got another 10 minutes to go. Uh, Jeremy says, I'm in my early 50s, but thankfully I look younger. I've never been married, but had the chance to, and wow, the years go by so fast. I'm lonely, but still picky. I want my mind stimulated. I want a fellow that is knowledgeable and can hold a good conversation. I tell people I'm strange, but I mean that in a positive way. I'm sort of fearful, though, because men want your saved money to build church, even if you have retirement money saved. They wanted to, I know it recently happened to me, I met one who could not even speak the English language properly. That was his first, but he wanted to be a pastor. All right, you obviously must be very, very cautious about money, needless to say. Uh, Agatha Bruce, thank you for sharing. Unfortunately, there are abusers in church. As a matter of fact, my ex was active in church, but he wouldn't let God heal him. I still hope for the right man. Dog by their fruit, you know them. Amen. Gwen, enjoy the show, uh, Pastor T. Enjoy the show, Pastor T. Great content. Thank you. Gio from Montreal. I'm so happy you're listening from Canada. Hey, Rabbi, what has happened to the podcasts? <laughs> That's what I hear. When I hear the word podcast, I'm so frustrated by that. But um, now's not the time. I'm so frustrated. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm not going to share that with you right now. Uh, it's not the label on the outside of the container. It's the quality of the fruit on the inside of the container. All right. Well, that's all, um, that's all really uh, terrific in the chat room. And, uh, and Yaakov is there. It's wonderful how many people we had on the chat room. So it's, it's really terrific. And, uh, producer rebel says, um, 
Okay, uh, she says we we can go. Uh, we got another five minutes. Okay, well that's that's very very good. Um, the, um, the, uh, the 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 topic, unfortunately, um, is not that a, it's not that simple one. Um, it's uh, it's 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 obviously one that even in the two hours we've had together, obviously we can't tackle. All I all I really could do was to start to begin unpacking it. Um, there are, are so many specific tips that I need to give guys who are looking to get married. There are so many specific tips I need to give women uh, who want to get married. And all of these things are, uh, are, are serious. They are, are things that work because what we're talking about are spiritual characteristics for the most part. They really are, and uh, and those are my specialty. Those are the things that uh, that I do teach the spir- the the spiritual strategies to impact our lives in areas of family and friendships, faith and finance. And um, you'll see a lot of this on the uh, on the website. You'll also, by the way, see on my website right now uh, what's called the Ancient Jewish Wisdom Set, which is um, twelve TV shows that I do. I um, I do a lot of teaching together with Mrs. Lappin through television, through video, and um, it's uh, it, it's a wonderful medium for certain lessons that need to uh, to be absorbed, and uh, and all of this. I mean, we, we 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 tackle some really really interesting things, and so I uh, I would love it if you equipped yourself with that. If uh, if you don't get my TV show regularly, if you're not able to see it, well, do yourself a favor. Go to youneedarabbi.com, okay, and uh, get yourself a set. It's called the Ancient Jewish Wisdom Television Show. It's three DVDs. Each one contains four complete television shows. So you've got uh, twelve shows. Uh, truly, um, it's inspirational. If I say so myself, look, uh, why wouldn't I say so myself? There's a lifetime. There's a lifetime of ancient Jewish wisdom packed into those shows. So uh, go ahead, enjoy them. I made them for you. And so, folks, that brings us to the end of the time we have available for uh, this evening. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate it. I know the, uh, the time switch was probably awkward for some folks. And uh, it's just, you know, we just we just try and work with the constraints we have. Producer Rebel needed another hour to get clear of uh, of some of the other things that the system was being used for. And um, and so here we are. Have a great week. Have a week of good health and prosperity. Make sure that you are back here together with me next Thursday night on W4CY or iHeartRadio or wherever you're listening. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Hi, I'm Rabbi Daniel Lappin, reminding you that everyone, regardless of your faith, needs a rabbi. And for those of you with no faith at all, well, just maybe I'm your insurance policy. Let's talk right here every Thursday evening, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio. Don't miss it. I